Hey everybody, welcome to the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kinzel. I'm Connor Bunn. And I'm Dakota Rutledge. <laughs> and guys, today we got a great episode of Kinzel's Classroom. Professor, take it away. All right, boys, class is now in session. So this is going to be Kinzel's Classroom for Atlanta. For, every, for anybody who hasn't watched this before, what we do, I pick five drivers a week and I kind of give my feedback and my grade on them. And I see if my students here, my good old colleagues, agree or disagree with me. So I got, like I said to these guys before we went on the air here, this was probably the di most difficult list I've had to put together because almost everybody ran around where I thought they were going to run. So I got some drivers here. And so number one on the list is in the one car of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch failed inspection three times and had to do a pass-through under green at the start of the race, but he still rebounded to finish P6. So for his performance, I'd give him a round to B, but for his team, i give him an F. And I, I give NASCAR an F as well because if your car's going to fail, this has happened so many times with so many other cars. Uh, if your car fails three times, like, what are you doing, man? It's just really... Like, Kurt Busch was already uh, in the top 10 by the end of stage one. So, he had a fast car, obviously, but to fail inspection three times and for that to be the only penalty to come from that, uh, I don't know. So, Kurt Busch had a good day, but I put NASCAR and his team on blast for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely have to say that's pretty fair. Um, just to kind of touch on a comment I made to you when we were watching the race together yesterday, it's like, how stiff are these penalties really where, yeah, he had to do his little, his, you know, pass through on the start and maybe he's just lucky it's a mile and a half like Atlanta, but, you know, he's back on the lead lap running in the top 15 in the second stage of the race. So what do you, what do you really giving up here? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I would give him a solid B plus, uh, for a little bit yesterday. I, I didn't know which Bush brother was in that one car with his ability. I was, <laughs> I was actually very impressed with, with Kurt. I was like, man, like, you know, this, this, this could suck for him. It could be a long day, but, you know, he rebounded well. I think right after he went a lap down, I mean, he was passing those guys right back. So, um, yeah, B-plus for him, A, I mean, F-minus for his, for his team. I mean, what do you got to do to that thing to get it to fail three times? But, you know, like you mentioned on NASCAR's side, uh, you know, when they came out with this penalty, you know, failed three times, starting the back and a pass through, I think, you know, as a collective, we were like, whoa, man, this is going to be a game changer, man. This is going to prevent teams from pushing that envelope. But, you know, they, they figured out how to rebound well from this penalty. And, you know, it's like, now what do we do? Do we just, do we just DQ guys if they fail three times? Or what, what are we, we going to do? Would be so where does this go? I think it kind of caught a break that it was at a mile and a half track. If this was like Bristol yeah. last week, then the penalty would have made a little more sense. So maybe – Maybe NASCAR needs to rethink that. Like, maybe for those intermediate super speedway tracks, maybe it's like a two-lap penalty or something at the start of the race. I don't know. Yeah. Martin, yeah. If it was at Martinsville, he might as well have just taken the green and then parked it at the truck afterwards. He would have <laughs> yeah, right. I, I applaud Kurt. I mean, he it sucks that that happened. I didn't see what the infractions were failing, what, like, like what actually failed in, in the scheme of things. But to pit on the green – and go a lap down and come back all the way to six and pass everybody through the whole freaking race. I mean, Kurt drove the damn wheels off that thing. I give him I'm right, I'm right with Connor B plus. I almost want to give him an A, but they should have never been back there to begin with. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I gotta go with uh A minus for Kurt just for driving that thing back up there. 
Uh, but yeah, F for the team for having him fail three times, making him start in the back, making him do a run through in the pits. Uh, but yeah, he overcame it and he was able to finish sixth place. So I got to give him an A minus. Yeah, so it was a solid for him. I just wish that the team in NASCAR would have not have done that. So my second driver on the list here, the 41 of Cole Custer, struggling hard in his rookie season. It just seems like all the other rookies we've talked about, like John Hunter. John Hunter has been driving like a veteran all season. Christopher Bell's finally starting to find his stride. And Tyler Reich is just driving the driving the wheels off of that car at, for Richard Childress Racing. And then we kind of forget about Cole Custer. I kind of expected better of him because before the season started, I thought this was the best ride out of all those rookie cars right there. It's still early. He finished the race 19th, but I just kind of expect a little bit more. I give him a C minus D plus for his efforts. Yeah. I agree, and let's be clear, you thought it was the best ride out of the rookie rides because it is the best situation out of all the rookie situations. (laughs) All the other rookies would kill to be driving a Stuart Haas racing machine right now. So the fact that he's not doing more while having more is a little concerning. I really like Cole Custer. I really love seeing him kind of come alive and actually get to see some of his personality in the Xfinity series last year. And to not be able to see that because of his struggles this year has been a little disheartening. I'm hoping that, you know, he's learning from everything that he's struggling with right now and can really turn it around um, and kind of get back to where we think he should be. But I I have to, once again, kind of agree with you. I I have him at a C minus D plus kind of day and just kind of getting a little concerning on my end. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to go with C, C minus as well. It's It's hard for me to give these rookies a grade above, you know, C or B because, you know, despite what ride they're in, and granted he is in arguably the best ride as a rookie, um, you know, with the competition being the way it is nowadays, it's just it's really hard to get really down on these guys and it's really hard to get really high on these guys. Of course, you would expect more out of him, but, you know, it, it's tough to tell. It's early in the season. We're off a pandemic. You know, rhythm is a real thing in racing. Once you get into rhythm, you start to get, you know, those good finishes, and I think – with not being able to really have much rhythm and going to going to very tough tracks to drive on, um, you know, it, it showed out. So um, C minus for me. Um, hope uh, hope for better for uh, for Custer in the future. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, a C minus for him, but I gotta give Stuart Haas Racing a C minus as well. Uh, the ten car finishing seventeenth. The 41 finishing 19th and the 14 finishing 20th, but with the four finishing first, yeah, that's good. But the rest of the team wasn't there, so I got to give the entire Stuart Haas team a C minus. Fair. Eric Tomarola did have a loose wheel, but they did run like dog crap. Uh, I think Custer's yeah. kind of just, you know, it, I mean, he could break through next year. He could get it at the end of this year. I feel like he's still figuring it out. I mean, Daniel Suarez didn't do nothing in that car last year. So it's kind of hard to gauge how fast it really was from when Kurt left it. Uh, but I feel like Custer should be running faster. I think he's only got one top ten. I feel like Bell's starting to get the hang of it. And Reddick's clearly, you know, shining when he shines. But when he doesn't, I mean, he was up to fourth yesterday and then just fell off the map and never saw him again. Uh, John Hunter Namachek, he he's up there willing and dealing or he's in 28. So I don't really – it's hard to go. It's up and down with him. But well, I feel like what's killing some. I feel like what's killing some of these rookies is they're not being able to get any practice time. So had Cole, Custer, had Cole Custer been able to get some practice laps at Atlanta and all these other tracks, 
maybe the results will be a little bit different. So I really think practice, not being able to practice qualifying oh, yeah. could be sure. also hurting them as well. They're giving oh, them so, a oh, yeah. throwing them in the, tr- in the race. They're, yeah, pretty yeah. Much. They're not even learning their drivers. Yeah, that's exactly. a good point. You got guys that have never even driven these tracks in a cup car before showing up to really difficult and technically challenging tracks. Like, all right, boys, have at her. Good luck out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's all a great right. point. Yeah, so number three on my list is the 47 Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So really, the last three races for Stenhouse, he's had really fast cars and some solid finishes to show for. I was saying yesterday to Mike and to our group who was watching yesterday, hey, man, if he could just lay off that aggressive style that he has, which he'll probably never do with his moves and everything, he could legitimately point his way into a back marker playoff spot on points, finish 13th, he was fast at Bristol and got taken out. He was fast at Charlotte, and he, he was solid again yesterday. But I know Rick, what Ricky Stenhouse does here. I'm pretty sure Connor's getting ready to say makes the grade, still fails the class. I but I, I give Stenhouse you. a B because I just really I think just, he's been putting it together a little bit here. And if he can just really ease down that aggressiveness, he could, he could be a solid race car driver. Yeah. I think a B to B minus kind of grade is pretty, pretty acceptable here. Um, you know, Ricky is undoubtedly a talented race car driver. You don't win Xfinity championships on uh, things and races at the cup level without having talent. I, I think he can drive. I, I agree. I think there are still times where Ricky Stenhouse does Ricky Stenhouse stuff and gets over aggressive, but you know, at the end of the day, some of that could be too. He's still learning this new equipment. He hasn't been with a Chevy team before. He's brand new to this situation, so um, I'm willing to give him a little bit of leeway because, as you said, the last couple of weeks, he's looking like a really competitive race car, and that 47 team's looking, like you said, like a back marker uh, playoff team. Yeah, boys, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. You pass the test, you still fail the damn class. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just Stenhouse with his aggressive style. I feel like it, it's feast or famine, dude. Like, he's, got, he's either going to be aggressive and it's going to pay off for, like, a 10th to 15th place run, or he's going to be aggressive and he's going to end up on the hook and out of the medical center with, like, 40 laps in the race. I mean, it paid off for him yesterday. It paid off at Charlotte. The mile and a half seemed to be more of, you know, his kind of track this season when traditionally it's been the super speedways. Uh, he was running well at Bristol, but then again, it is Bristol. Um, so I don't know. I'll give, I'll give Stenhouse a solid C for his performance yesterday. I feel like it's pretty deserving, but by all means, he's still rocking with like a, like a 43 F right now. So until I see more out of him, he's still going to be failing the class. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give him a C plus or so 13th ain't too bad for JTG, but, uh, we know that Stenhouse can do a lot better. It's just that his aggressive driving kind of gets in the way of him. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give him a C plus just cause I know that he can do better. Aggressive or not. I mean, y'all know how I feel about Ricky, but look at how the 47 ran last year. Well, I, I, I know Ryan Priest was in it, but, uh, look how it ran last year to how the 47 is running this year. Maybe, maybe the 47 and Ricky were a good mesh. I mean, I know he left 17 and he was still aggressive there, but he wasn't running near as fast as he is in this 47. No, and I, I would agree. It's 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 weird, kind of to gauge. Just like we were just saying about the forty one, um, regardless of the number, it's just kind of hard to gauge JTG as a whole because you saw um, Busher at times look really fast over there. It's like, man, 
if you ever got a really good ride, who knows, watch out. And uh, he struggled mightily this year. And yeah. Ricky's kind of doing the same thing that Busher did last year. It's like, man, when, when they give him a car, look out, he can do some things. So it's like, who? I, I don't really know exactly how to analyze it. Is a little bit of Ricky, is a little bit of this, the, the situation over there, is a little bit of both, like I said, probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, for sure. So fourth driver on my list is the 48 of Jimmy Johnson. He's got a really good start to his final season. The speed is there. I don't think the race winning speed is there yet. He's heading into Martinsville as one of his best racetracks. That winless streak is now at 105. I think it's going to end soon. I give him a solid C-plus day for his efforts. The speed is there. The race winning speed is just a tad bit off. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to flip Connor's script on him real fast here. It's like maybe he didn't have the best grade on this test, but Jimmy Johnson still got a very high grade in the class so far this year. Um, Yeah, like you said, it's another one of those things where – if this is how Jimmy's going to run all year, he, he will be a contender for wins. We'll probably end up seeing him have a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid season and end up having to make it a playoff run here as well. So um, I, I would say probably about a C for the day. And uh, I would say probably if we're going to go that route to probably about a B plus on the season so far. Oh, I'll, I'll agree with you, Mike, you know, I, you know, to, to flip my own script on me. If you're averaging a B plus and you get a low C, you're still passing the damn class. So, um, you know, I, I was a little, um, a little kind of disappointed in Hendrick yesterday. Maybe it was just because I bought into the, all the pre-race hype that, you know, um, you know, how fast Hendrick cars have been this year and hey, on a mile and a half track like Atlanta where's where they have had success over the years. I, I guess I kind of bought into that hype, but um, a little disappointed in them yesterday. They never seemed to be a factor. Um, the nine was up there a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'll give Jimmy, I'll give Jimmy a solid C for yesterday. Still showing speed, um, light years better than they have been in the, the past two years. Um, they're just lacking a little bit in the speed department um, to get a win, but um, you know, I think that's coming. So C, I have a solid C plus for for Jimmy. Yeah, I'll agree with you guys there. I think a solid C uh, for Jimmy is fair. Um, like you guys were saying, we've seen the speed all season. We're all wondering when it's going to happen. So, uh, I'll give him South Sea starting, uh, 15th, finishing seventh. Not bad day for the 48. I'm super impressed with Jimmy's speed this year. Uh, I mean, uh, the last couple of years from since his last win in 17, I mean, he's got the car. Hendricks is definitely bringing some horsepower this year. If he could just not mess up when leading or make stupid mistakes. And, you know, if he's up there in top five, the wins will come. I'm just hoping that I, – I, I hope he wins this year. I hope he just gets a win or two. That's fine, you know. Let's not get crazy with championship thoughts. But I hope he's at a cool track like <laughs> Charlotte or Dover, one of his nostalgic Jimmy tracks. I just hope it's not like, you know, New Hampshire or just some random off race like fully won. I just hope, like – I hope it's kind of iconic, like Martinsville or something. No, no, Martinsville at the end of the year, just like Gordon that did, that'd be sweet. No. You guys know what it's going to be. It's going to be Jimmy Johnson at the Roble. Yeah, oh. right. <laughs> no, Truex is going to take him out. Getting yeah. someone kind of avenge himself from a couple years back. All right, so everybody, so far, these drivers are doing okay. The only one who's in trouble of not making the grade was Cole Custer. But as we get into our final driver here. The 18 of Kyle Busch. Frustrating start to the 2020 season. That's an F but for here, Connor. 
But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kyle Busch scored the second most points in yesterday's race. And Connor Bunn was sitting over here in our group chat yesterday acting like it was the end of the world. That's every Oh, my for goodness. Connor. For finishing second place. I mean, it's only points matter in the end. You've said that before. And it's only yeah. a matter of time before <laughs> Rowdy gets back into his normal self here. Let Look at what Kevin Harvick did last I'm year. Out. Kevin Harvick didn't win a race until like July of last year, and then he started to really turn after that. So once Rowdy gets that first win off of his shoulder, he's just going to click from there. The Toyotas were really strong yesterday, which is something we haven't really seen this season once it resumed because they just didn't have this takeoff speed off the truck. And so it's a step in the right direction. Rowdy fans, don't hit that damn meltdown button just yet. Solid. (laughs) day for Kyle Busch. He needed that, but nope. I guess Connor's going to give him an out. No, I uh, I'll eat those punches. I I deserve <laughs> to eat those punches. Um, yeah, I need to just like Rowdy needs to turn around his performance. I need to turn around my mindset in some of these races. I told you to told y'all to give me a few hours <laughs> after the race, and that's exactly what it needed. Um, very solid day for Kyle. Very unexpectedly solid day as well, especially for a track like Atlanta that hasn't really served him that well in the past um I just top three top five all day uh second just a little bit off Harvick I mean if you're gonna get beat by anybody at Atlanta and it be okay why not it be Harvick so um I I hate to sound too biased here but I'm gonna give Kyle a solid A um just because of how they've been performing this year you know if this was 2018 2019 this would be like a regular B for Kyle Busch um just because of you know where the standard was for him that those seasons and how well he's running but considering you know his luck and just them just totally missing the setups this year I'll give him an A um think it's his best run all year by far um so yeah I'll go with A for Kyle Bush but I'll eat any punches you guys want to throw out so serve them up boys well Mike texted me yesterday after the race and he's like you need yeah, this to was Kyle my Bush special request by the way <laughs> I, figured, <laughs> I, figured, I figured Kyle Bush was gonna be at the end of this <laughs> I, was, I was hoping I was just gonna go first and just lay off the whole man listen you're not first you're last second place is just the first <laughs> loser points points couple it with the fact that old Rowdy couldn't even get it done in the truck this week too man pack it up <laughs> go home you're washed up 18 nah. <laughs> hey all, all kidding aside um Connor's finally starting to realize we are equal opportunity trash talkers here. We all mess with each other 100% on the show. Um, so now that Nick finally got rid of that gangly beard he's got going on, Connor's the next target. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but uh, no, I agree. That's got to be a solid A day for Kyle Bush. You ran top five all day long, and you got the second most points in the whole race that accrued from anybody. Um, yeah. Again, I've kind of talked about this a handful of times on the show. I think NASCAR is moving away from what matters more, points or top tens and top fives. Sure. I know obviously they're going to go hand in hand, but I would almost I would venture to guess most drivers at this point would rather get as many stage points as they can and maybe have a worse finish than not getting a bunch of stage points and having a really good finishing position. And the good sure. thing is Kyle Busch did both this week, so he's looking really good, you know. Top five all day, accrued a bunch of points, finished second in the race. Um, starting to look a little bit like the old Kyle Busch again. Um, I'm not going to say he's all the way back to where he was, and I think Connor would agree there, but I think it's 100% a step in the right direction for Kyle Busch, Adam Stevens, and that whole 18 team. Look, I'll serve it to, fin- to finish my standpoint. I'll serve it up to you guys like this. 
We scored the second most stage points yesterday, falling behind our teammate. That's a plus in itself because it is our teammate. We can open up his notebook and see exactly what he had. So we can we can kind of play off him. It'd be different if it was Harvick because we'd, we'd have to dig a little bit deeper. But considering it is a teammate, it makes it a little bit more easier considering we can kind of lean on him. But y'all know I turned 22 tomorrow. With with age comes wisdom. You know I'm a new man. It's gonna be a new year. No more Kyle meltdowns. Hopefully I won't have to eat any more punches until home. I mean until Phoenix rolls around and Kyle loses. Then uh, then I might go off the deep end. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what y'all have been smoking. Kyle Bush is in the top five every freaking race. He he finishes P4 in like stage two. And Connor's packing it up going home. This is bull crap. I can't believe BS. His car's junk. We suck. P4 in stage two. I mean, yeah, some speeding penalties here and there. He's been in the top five every freaking week, and that's trash and running slow and not doing good. Like, I don't freaking – I don't know what y'all need, but, you know, top tens are solid. Top tens a good day. John Hunter Nemchik finishes eighth, and we all flip out. But for Kyle Busch, you know, third sucks, second sucks. <laughs> this is bull crap. We're trash. Cars junk. Uh, dude, if that 18 car is rolling, do not ever count him out. I preach that to y'all all the time. I, I, I'm a Kevin fan, but I, I respect the hell out of the 18, dude. He is always willing. If that thing's turning, he's freaking driving it. And he'll. And if there's a late race restart, watch the hell out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, my whole yeah. big thing of it is this. If this is Kyle Busch struggling... Holy oh. shit, just wait till he gets going. Hey, watch your language, man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's I... going. What do you what, get going down a what slope? Yeah. Oh, good slope. Here we go again. <laughs> Even worse. I, I, I would give Kyle an A for uh, his Atlanta effort. Uh finished second finished second in stage <laughs> one, finished uh third in stage two. And he, then he finished second in the race. He That's had one hell of a race thing. car. I got to give that boy an A. The only thing that killed him, he didn't have the restart speed, or he could have been yeah. right up there with Kevin. But, yeah. but he's, on, on he's going the right direction. He's he's going to have four to five wins by the end of the season. He's going to be in the final four. I wouldn't worry about anything if you're a Rowdy fan right now. If you're a Rowdy fan, second, third, second is tr- a trash day. That's a terrible run. I guess hey, so. He could win. He could win, and y'all are still going to say something about it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, the picture is still stuck in the race. So. Kevin, <laughs> if Kevin finishes win. like fifth, sixth, seventh, I'm still happy. At least he didn't oh, crash yeah. out, or you know, he's in the top ten. <laughs> hey boys, always, always grateful, always grateful, but never satisfied. You can always strive for better, right? Just, just like Rowdy himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were made you know to what? be. And I, I will say this, as much trash talk as we give you, and as much grief as we give you, Connor, there is a part of me that does respect that you're never never satisfied until you get a W. He's the only <laughs> other multi-champion besides Jimmy in the series. That is true. Yeah, I, true. I don't know. I seem like I don't know when I adopted that mindset of, like, you know, wins or busts. I don't know when talking I... I, I <laughs> may, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, I was always content with we like top y'all. five to ten, but uh, for some reason now, man, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I want wins, especially when I man, see him in the if top Matt five. Benedetto and we just can't win. Thirteenth, I'm ecstatic. If Matt Benedetto yeah. finished second in that race yesterday, holy crap! I think I would have a lot of sodas last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 
if Bubba Wallace would have went second, third, second, I wouldn't be on the show today. Uh, yeah, you'd have oh, to fight. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. But So, yeah, boys, uh, that's really all the professor has for us. So, Cole Custer is the only one who really didn't make the grade today. But uh, we So, I'll be seeing him after class. He's going to serve his detention. He'll be right back ready to go next week. Uh, no, one honorable mention. Austin Dillon again. The dude just continues to run well. I think he finished 11th in yesterday's race. Yep. Or, yeah, he finished 11th in yesterday's race. So, RCR and the three car are finally starting to roll here a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a detention. That's like the fifth time my phone's fallen during this, the, well, during this recording. I will say yeah, I think it's only it's fitting that you are the professor wearing a Sunnyvale Trailer Park t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. so you're basically the, the trailer park supervisor and can't keep your phone standing straight up. Absolutely. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> so for Cole Custer, I'll see you after class. But everyone else, class dismissed. All right, guys. So for the Stock Car Spectacle, I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kenzel. I'm Connor Bunn. I'm Dakota Rutledge. Guys, make sure to follow our great friends, Connor and Dakota, on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure I'll, make sure to follow our good buddy, Patrick Cotto, with the Cotto's Mojo on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can listen to his podcast on all podcast platforms. And make sure to follow our friends at Ashland Heddens Racing. So for the Stock Car Spectacle, we'll see you next time.